When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and the lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. Okay, on today's show, we will look ahead to the Vikings' upcoming Week 10 game against the Chicago Bears on Monday night. And then later on the show, I will be joined by fansided's Mark Carmen to help give a little more info on the Bears and, and what to expect from them this week. Okay, so as I mentioned, the Vikings are playing the Bears this week. It will be Minnesota's third matchup in a row against an NFC North opponent after just facing the Lions and Packers. The Vikings' last win in Chicago was back in 2017 in a Monday night matchup. If you don't remember that game, it was when Minnesota attempted to bring back Sam Bradford, and it turned out to be a terrible idea. Due to his glass knees, uh, Bradford was basically a statue in the pocket. He was sacked three times in the first half, and the Vikings led the Bears by a score of 3-2 to two after the first two quarters. Uh, then Mike Zimmer eventually made the wise decision to replace Bradford with Case Keenum, and then Minnesota was able to actually do some things on offense, and the Vikings were able to leave Chicago that night with a 20-7 to win thanks to a Kai Forbath 26-yard field goal with 12 seconds left in the matchup. Despite the Vikings' last win in Chicago being pretty recent, Minnesota typically seems to struggle anytime they face the Bears on the road. Since 2001, the Vikings are just 3-16 and in Chicago. Although two of those three wins have come during Mike Zimmer's tenure, so that seems pretty uh, pretty notable for this week. So this year, the Vikings are taking on a Bears team that started 5-1. and But since then, they have lost their last three games, and they are currently 5-4. and um, Chicago started the season with wins over the Lions, Giants, and Falcons. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky was their starting quarterback for the first two games, and then midway through their third game against the Falcons, Trubisky was benched for Nick Foles, and Foles has been Chicago's starter ever since. Uh, Foles hasn't been very good this year. He's averaging around 250 passing yards per game, and he's thrown at least one interception in five of the six starts he's made this season. But he did have success the last time he faced a Vikings team coached by Mike Zimmer, which was back uh, during the 2017 NFC Championship when he was a member 
of the Eagles in case you needed that lovely reminder. Uh, the Bears' other two wins this season came over the Bucks and Panthers. Their four losses this season came against the Colts, Rams, Saints, and Titans. So, so none of their losses have really come against a team that currently has a losing record. So it's not like they've lost to terrible teams. But at the same time, four of their five wins have come against teams with a losing record. So their wins this season aren't exactly what some would classify as impressive. Uh, the Bears' offense has really struggled this season. They have the second-to-worst third-down conversion rate and the third-worst red zone offense in the NFL right now. They've gained the fewest rushing yards and scored the fewest rushing touchdowns of any team in the league this season. Their passing offense isn't much better as they finished with more than 240 passing yards just once in their last five games. Despite their lack of success on offense this season, though, the Bears do still have some offensive weapons that the Vikings need to be aware of this week, like wide receiver Allen Robinson, who is averaging around six catches and 80 receiving yards per game this year, tight end Jimmy Graham, who has hauled in five touchdowns this season, and former Vikings first-round draft pick Cordero Patterson, who... Vikings fans should know, is always capable of making a big play with the ball in his hands. Minnesota will not have to worry about facing Bears running back Tariq Cohen this week since he is on injured reserve after tearing his ACL in Week 3. The Bears also lost starting center James Daniels for the season due to a torn pectoral muscle in Week 5, so the Vikings won't have to deal with him either on Monday night. On the defensive side of the ball, it's been a much different story for the Bears this season. Currently, they rank 7th in points allowed, 7th in passing yards allowed, and 14th in rushing yards allowed. Their allowed 3rd down conversion rate and their red zone defense both rank 1st in the league right now. Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks are guys the Vikings still need to worry about, and Bears cornerback Kyle Fuller is having a very impressive season so far. The Bears might be in the middle of a 3-game losing streak, but this matchup is still going to be anything but easy for the Vikings, especially since it's taking place in Chicago. So the Bears are probably going to put a big emphasis on stopping Delvin Cook. So the Vikings are going to need other members of their roster to step up, like Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith Jr., uh, if they want to get a win on Monday night. This seems like it would be a great week for Minnesota to get some points on the board, maybe from a, a defensive or a special teams touchdown. You know, something that would take the pressure off of the offense if the Bears are able to figure out a way to stop Cook. All we can say with some pretty good certainty is that Monday night's matchup between the Vikings and Bears will probably be a close one, and the team who makes the fewest mistakes will likely end up coming out with a win. So we will see what happens when it goes down on Monday night, the game begins at 7.15 p.m. Central on ESPN. And good news, we don't have to mute the TV this year because ESPN has a new Monday night football announced team. That's right. No more Booger McFarland on the broadcast. So that's pretty exciting. All right, so that's enough from me. For more on the Bears and Monday night's matchup, let's talk to fan-sided's Mark Carmen. All right, we are now joined by fan-sided's Mark Carmen. Thank you for joining the show, Mark. Now, the Bears are currently in the middle of a three-game losing streak. My question for you is, has there been anything positive to take away from the Bears' last three games that have resulted in losses? I think the answer to that, Adam, is no. Outside of Dwayne Harris, they went out and got a punt returner, so... Ted Ginn Jr. was scuffling along mightily, and it was kind of amazing. Look, 
there's a lot of guys who have played a lot of football in their life. There's got to be somebody out there somewhere who can return punts. And I know it's a nuanced skill, but at least they went out and found a veteran to do that. But the offense uh, has been miserable. Defensively, I mean, there's there's bright spots on defense, I sh- but that's kind of been a constant now for a while. It's been a little bit up and down, but so I don't even consider that. Uh, you know, from the areas where they need to get better, it has not happened in the last three weeks. Okay, so Mitchell Trubisky began the year as the Bears' starting quarterback, and, and Nick Foles has the job now. Um, but looking forward to 2021, who will be the Bears' starting quarterback in 2021? Oh, boy. <laughs> so, the, so, look, Nick Foles, as down as Bears fans are on him right now, he's proven that he can win when you have a good team around him. He won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia, and I get it. He was not the start of the whole year, and they had a great offensive line and a lot of talent around him, but he's proven it. So, can the Bears upgrade their offensive line? Can they protect better? Can I mean, who knows what the coaching staff's going to look like? Is Matt Nagy going to be here one more year? Maybe that's a question you have today that we're going to cover. I'm guessing that he will, but, I mean, it's more on the table now that he won't than it ever has been. So, I mean, do they go out and draft a quarterback? You gonna If you're the Bears, are you giving – are you going to say, hey, uh, Ryan Pace, you get another shot at this after messing up Trubisky, after if you're doing that, and then in theory after messing up – Nick Foles, too, after messing up Mike Lennon. I don't know. So it, 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 I, I think the Bears are not quite ready to completely shake up the whole house again and, and start from scratch. So I'm going to guess that Foles does get an opportunity next year. Is his contract um, – is it easy to get out of? or he Not super easy. Um, it gets easier as contracts do. But for next year, he's kind of locked into being in Chicago. Yeah. And he signed through 2022. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, if they cut him next year, then they lose, I think, like $3.5 million. So it doesn't I mean, seem like they would probably have to trade him, if if anything. Yeah, I mean, look, you can, uh, in the NFL, salary cap, I mean, I, I didn't go to yeah, Harvard, yeah. so I don't understand it fully. Um, <laughs> you, you, they, you can always somehow find the money. Like, teams have $9 left, and the next thing you know, they signed some linebacker for $20 million. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. So if they really want to get rid of Nick Foles, they, they could. But it wasn't just a one-year commitment to him. So I, yeah. I would guess again that it'll be here. And I'm looking ahead to the the Bears' salary cap situation for next year um, on over the cap, and it doesn't look very good. It looks like they're going to have about seven hundred thousand dollars in cap space because um, if if the cap decreases, like everyone assumes it's going to, so it looks like probably they're going to have to need to get their help from the draft if unless they make some significant cuts. Um, Right, so, they've got yeah. Robert Quinn at thirty million guarantee, and they're still paying Khalil Mack, and there's a, yeah. there's a long line of guys. And how do you upgrade the offensive line? So you better draft well. Um, you got Allen Robinson, who's going to are you going to sign him or are you going to franchise him? If you franchise him, Allen Robinson might uh, have he won't like that. I'll, that 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 will be clear. So uh, they they got some questions that they're going to have to answer in the offseason, like every team, without question. Yeah, and you mentioned earlier about Matt Nagy and how his his job is in question maybe more than than it ever has been before um so just just looking ahead what do you think he has to do this season to make sure that he is still the head coach of the bears next year win games i hate to break (laughs) it down as as basic as that but uh it really i mean if they finish up what eight and eight uh i don't think he loses his job 
if they lose out, which is a crazy thing to say, but they're not favored this week playing Minnesota, and they're at home, and the Vikings have a worse record. What does that tell you? Uh, you know, how many games are they going to be favored in the rest of the way? Jacksonville? Okay. So not many, though. Um, if, it, if, if, it, if it goes that bad, then he's in deep trouble. The other thing is, you know, what could he do now? Give up the play calling, let Bill Lazor, John Filippo, Dave Ragone do that, step in. Now, but let's just say from, like, if you're Matt Nagy, okay, you're supposed to be this offensive guru. This is what you've been working towards. You're 40 years old. You give that up, okay, now it goes the other way. You get fired. What are you going forward? Probably not a head coaching candidate, although he's going to be well over 500 in his career in Chicago no matter what happens this year. So it's not terrible, but it ain't great if it goes out that way. And then you're not this offensive guru, so now you're a – Special teams coordinator, uh, you know, which is a better gig than I have, but um, and that most people have, but that's not exactly the way you want it to go right now if you're Matt Nagy, right? So that's, I think, why partly he continues to hold on to that play calling thing, even though the evidence is that he's not good at that part of the job. Yeah, what do you think has gone wrong? Because it seemed like in his first year, he the Bears offense was super creative and and doing all these these fun things, and then it's kind of crumbled last year and then it's kind of been the same this year. Is it injuries? Is it just, just people catching on? What do you think it is? I think it's more so that their defense was so elite three years ago that, and their schedule was so weak um, coming off the John Fox era that uh, they got to 12 and four with some, you know, that year they, it seemed like a lot of things were just bouncing their way. It was one of those football years, add in the schedule, add in an elite defense, you got to 12 and four. Um, and then as we've gone along, he's been more and more exposed. Um, if you go all the way back in time, I mean, he came to Chicago from Kansas City after the Chiefs blew a, what was it, a 21-point lead to Tennessee in the playoffs, lost 22-21. He was calling plays. That was just kind of a little bit of a question mark. Really, this is the guy? You sure? So, but he, he came in and he was, you know, coach of the year and all of it. So it's, it's kind of amazing that it's gone this south this fast. But uh, especially, you know, three weeks ago, the Bears were 5-1. and one. <laughs> So there's that too. But it was obvious that they were not good. I mean, they, there was so many concerns in who they were beating and how it was going on that just did not look built to last. Yeah, I mean, they made a quarterback change after, what, three games. So obviously they weren't liking the way things were going. Right. Um, okay, so the reason I brought you on here on this Vikings podcast because the Bears and, and Vikings play on Monday night. And uh, the Vikings historically struggle on the road against the Bears. Um, but like we mentioned, the Bears are in the middle of a three-game losing streak, and the Bears are actually two-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, this week, according to the latest from, from FanDuel, despite having a better record and, like you mentioned, the game taking place on their home field. Okay, looking ahead to Monday night, what is the one – thing if you can narrow it down to one thing that could have the biggest impact on the bears getting a win over the vikings well that's a great question i i would say the bears need to show some level of offensive efficiency that they have not shown as of late you can't i would put it like this mad Nagy has this offense that might work if you had some really good players uh, and, a, and a normal offensive line, but they don't have that. So they do a lot of misdirection, Adam, if you watch them closely. Like they're going the, to fake the this back and hand it off over here. So it's a slow developing play. And if you had a really good offensive line, that might work. 
but you don't. So there's a simplification that needs to happen here uh, that I think most people are seeing. You know, I, I've never coached in the NFL, but it seems fairly obvious to me. So the offense getting an extra day with the Monday night and an extra week better, that would be huge. And they and they also, like the, the Tennessee game, it was straight shooting themselves in the foot in ways that are just straight embarrassing. The Bears lead the NFL in penalties. Not a good formula when you're not that talented. Uh, so that's bad, obviously. That needs to get short up. I mean, they had fourth and ones, false start, fourth and six, illegal motion, for fourth and 11. I mean, taking yourself out of field goal range and now you're punting. I mean, that's – I mean, what is this, high school, junior high? So just basic stuff. That would be uh, – and, and the Bears, by the way, have always killed Kirk Cousins. So can they do that again? That would be, uh, you know, getting to the quarterback, making it for a really tough day for Kirk. That's been a formula for the Bears against Minnesota. They have had a lot of success against the Vikings. Yeah, he's um, – I think he's still – Kirk Cousins is still winless on Monday night, and I'm sure that will be brought up just like just a handful of times before – Monday night's matchup by the people covering it. Um, I always think those stats are like overrated. Because like, <laughs> you're probably playing a good team on Monday night most times. It's not right? the day of the week, but anyway. Unless you're, the, unless you're playing the Jets, which apparently uh, the Patriots yeah. get to do that, and they yeah. barely beat them. Um, but yeah, he's he's struggled on, on Monday night. He's The Vikings have struggled, like I mentioned, in Chicago. I think they have three wins uh, in Soldier Field or – it's still been it's been in Soldier Field, just renovated now, right? Same yeah. thing, yeah. Um, yeah. Since two thousand one, I think they have three wins there, um, and but two of them have come with Mike Zimmer as a head coach, so that's a, that's a positive to to yeah. take in there. And he's he seems to be getting back to getting his defense right right now, and 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 Dalvin Cook is just on fire. Do you think the Bears? I mean, I would assume the Bears are going to put their focus on stopping Dalvin Cook because that's they have to do that. And then, do you think they're they would be able to do that? Well, they had great success last week against Derrick Henry, so okay. that would lead you to believe they can stop Dalvin Cook. Um, but he look, the guy said what he averaged nine yards a carry last week, uh, mm-hmm. or two weeks ago, whatever it was. I mean, he's been on fire for a while now. So look, he's a straight problem. Um, but the Bears' defense up front is solid. Akeem Hicks is still, of course, Khalil Mack. Uh, a lot of Bears fans are down on him, but still does have six and a half sacks. And if you look at uh, the way ESPN does their uh, stats on quarterback uh, pressures or hurries, he's top three in the league um, behind Aaron Donald. And I, for, I forget who was else in there. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is that the, it's, the Bears' defense is their strength. So I wouldn't expect uh, Dalvin to be running for 200 yards on Monday night. Uh, as much as I love that guy, by the way, that's uh, he is just fun to watch. So, um, yeah, I, I, that 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 part of it is one of the reasons why you can't feel somewhat confident if you're a Bears fan that you can get a win against the Vikings because you can stop the run and the Vikings don't exactly scare you throwing the ball. I mean, they do. They still do have Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson has yep. has, has come on uh, recently, and he's he's looked great. Um, so I think that might be why I've seen, you know, teams aren't stacking the box as much against the Vikings as maybe they would like to because of, you know, Thielen's still there and, and Jefferson's still there. But I know that Kyle Fuller is having a very good season for the Bears, so he'll probably be asked, does he shadow people or does he just stick to one side? He, that's a great question. 
mostly he sticks to one side and and they have a rookie in Jalen Johnson who has had a very, very solid year and they've been basically thrown at equally. Um, but which tells you something because most guys are going to throw more, uh, to, you know, at the left cornerback, which, but in this case, it's, it has been split because they have tried to pick on Jalen to a point, but it's not been completely slanted. The other thing though, to back to Dalvin, the Bears secondary does not, uh, tackle particularly well. Eddie Jackson is he likes to try to get the ball out of there, but as far as like putting his head down and really taking on a you know being a violent hitter, he's not Ed Reed back there. So if they if they do break through, sometimes those runs go for a long way. We saw that with Alvin Kamara. Um, we and a little bit late in the game with, with Derrick Henry, They're, they don't hit particularly hard in the secondary. The Bears. Do you think? I mean, it's going to be a division game. Usually, these games are closer than you know other games. Do you think? Is this going to come down to, you know, turnovers? Is there going to, is one team going to need a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown? It's going to come down to kicking, you know, do you think, you think it's going to probably come down to the the last few possessions? Yeah. I mean, I expect a tight game for sure, but like to me, it's going to come down to can the bears protect or not? Do they get that much better up front? Cause if Nick Foles is in trouble all day long, I like the Vikings to win the game. I mean, Foles has been backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. It, it, you, he has no, it just almost like no feel. It's, it it doesn't. They can look great for a second, like oh, there's the Bears' offense. They're all right, and then the next play, it's either a penalty or his dude's getting sacked, or he, or he, it's a miracle that they didn't call intentional grounding. So th- there has to be the, the Bears' offensive line just has to get better. There's they can't win the way they're playing, or else it's just going to keep going straight south. I mean, one positive the Bears have going for them with Nick Foles is the last time he faced the Vikings, he was with the Eagles in the NFC Championship game, and, and Vikings fans are very familiar with with how he did, just destroyed them that game, and that yeah. uh, that's, that's not a very good memory for for the Vikings. He, he's had moments of extreme capability. There's no question. Right. I mean, Come he, playoff time, he's great. Right. And there's sometimes I look at him and I'm like, you got some good swagger. I like it, Nick Foles. You, he, one thing about him, he's very positive. He just keeps moving forward. He doesn't let anything really – doesn't seem like he lets things carry over. So all those are positives. But he also uh, – watching him week in and week out, which is what you get to do when it's your team, you, you see you, – you get a bit greater appreciation or less appreciation of who he actually – who a player actually is. And it's amazing kind of watching his roller coaster because he'll make a phenomenal throw. And then he'll be like five yards off the mark. And it's like, are you serious? Like, did that just happen? Like, you're an NFL quarterback. But one who won a Super Bowl, too, and it just doesn't even look like you know what you're doing, which has just been kind of, at least for me, just shocking to see that a bunch of times this year. Yeah, are we talking about Kirk Cousins or, or Nick Foles? Right, right, sure. right, right, right. Uh, before I let you go, let me just, just give me a, you know, your confidence level on a scale of, of 1 to 10. Maybe, you know, the, of the Bears getting a win on Monday night? Five. I Five. It, yeah, it's a fitty-fitty. That's how okay. I see it. Okay. Um, uh, I'm picking them to win 24-23, something like okay. that. Okay. Um, I certainly don't think it's uh, anywhere close to a, a route. That the, the line is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, Vegas knows more than we all know. So, the Vikings are a favorite. Do they think that there's going to be month? They, they obviously think that everyone thinks the Bears suck. <laughs> Um, and, but so, I mean, they lost three in a row. So, but right. at, at the same time, their losses aren't against terrible teams. They've lost to the, the saints, uh, the Titans and who else? Who's the other loss? The Rams. 
and the Rams. They they um, so those aren't terrible teams. Those are some of the the best teams in in the NFL this year. Right, but their but their wins are against and, like the Lions and the Giants and the Falcons. Right, so. and if you want to go glass half full, they had the Saints in overtime. Yep, yep. Once they could have won the football game. New Orleans just kicked the living daylights out of Tampa. Mm-hmm. So if you're not trying to bury the Bears, look for reasons. That would be one. Uh, but but this week's you can look at the 24-17 score against Tennessee. That was a complete route. I mean, seventeen nothing, twenty four to three, and then uh, okay, then they put up some points, but it, it was not close in Tennessee. So that's I think that's part of the line. All right, so that's going to do it for us today. Make sure to subscribe to this show on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and basically anywhere you can get podcasts. Um, and while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to Mark's podcast, The Windy City Podcast. That's spelled D-A, Duh, Windy City. Uh, as well, thanks again, Mark, for joining. Um, and until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Adam. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.